0: okay welcome back to wish you all the best uh had some technical i don't know what happened difficulty uh with the last episodes. Is that one ended abruptly apologies for that i'm still here with danielle um and i'll try to publish these episodes so that they are back to back so that right when one ends the other one will pick it up i'm not sure this is indie <laughs> low production value podcasting so it's gonna be messy here we go um uh um, okay, okay. So at the top of this episode, uh, uh, um, Danielle, I forgot to ask you. So, RomeVintage.com, R H O M E, vintage.com. What does yes. what does Rome mean or stand for? What is that? What, what, oh, yes. R H O M E.
1: So it's an acronym and um, it stands for the R stands for Ruth, and that is the name of my paternal grandmother. H is for Helen, which is the uh, my the name of my maternal great-grandmother. And then the O is like the circle. It's a circle, so the circle of life of vintage. And then M is Mar- for Marjorie, the, my maternal grandmother. And E is the environment because it's environmentally friendly and sustainable. So basically, my love for vintage and love for jewelry and fashion and everything came from the women in my family. So
0: that's why. I love that. I super love that. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when we got cut off by the technical shenanigans, um, yes, we were super getting into it, and I and I really love this conversation. And thank you for taking the time to talk about it. Thank you for your vulnerability. Of course, I, it yes. takes Courage, and uh, thank you so much. Um, I wanted. To, okay, I want to get back into that. Um, okay. So, your fashion sense, your jewelry, small business, <laughs> yeah. and your fashion sense. Um, and I, I don't think you would argue. I think you have a very distinctive fashion style. You like know what you're doing with your outfit. When you're showing up to something, I feel like you are like that's part of what that's part of the Danielle package. So you are bringing fashion to what you're doing. And so, when we were chatting before, I was surprised to hear, um, and this kind of gets into sort of being a chameleon in a relationship, which I can definitely relate mm-hmm. to. Um, and mm-hmm. I think at the end of the last episode, we were talking a little bit about sort of like being able to compromise to be in a relationship. And but I, th- I would say maybe being a chameleon in a relationship can be too much compromise, but for your fashion, I was surprised to hear you say that you would like alter your sense of fashion um, and maybe your sense of self to be in a relationship. I-, I was wondering if you wanted to talk more about that.
1: Sure. So I, All yes, I've always loved fashion, and I actually love a lot of different styles. Like, I sometimes will dress super feminine, girly, kind of florals, pinks, things like that, and then other times I kind of want to be kind of edgy, and then other times I just want to be preppy, so I kind of do that anyway. Um, but I think. From the outside people will see oh she has a style but for me internally i i I know when i'm when i'm leaning more towards the preppy versus the the uh edgy and i say i was about to say like kind of grungy like i i know when i'm doing that and so it's because i do like a lot of different styles it was easy and kind of fun and exciting for me to do that in relationships before Mm -hmm. and. However, I think maybe I convinced myself that it was fun and exciting, but it was more just like trying on a new life. Mm-hmm. Like how does this, uh, you know, kind of like as a metaphor, trying on a new look, different clothing, but I was really yeah. kind of trying on a new life. And what would it be like if I left my own life and joined this other person's life? So Yeah.
0: And and there's a, you was, have a talent for that. Like to a certain extent, I'm sure that yes. felt in a way maybe felt positive because you're like, oh, I can do this. I can make grunge yes. look good, or I can make surfer chic look good, or I don't even know if that's a thing. But yes. you know what I mean? Like,
1: yes, definitely. It, it yeah, it, it, it was a feather in my cap. I think it made me feel good that I could blend in and I could sort of adapt. Um, But what that little bit that felt really good versus the detriment it had on my self esteem and who and my identity and who I was in loving myself and being solid in myself that's like way bigger of a thing than the you know feather in my cap that felt good about adapting I think yeah. I did it to you know it wasn't about me I mean it was it was definitely about me it was 100 percent about me but it was about being accepted and it was about survival. Like I, all, everything had to do with that. Everything had to do about being accepted and desired and wanted and valued and community getting into a, I didn't feel like I could create my own community. I didn't feel, I, didn't, I was, had very low comp, self-confidence. So um, that was a skill set. Yes, it's a skill set that I still have today, but I do it more intentionally as opposed mm. to it felt like a, like a means to an end for survival in the past and, emotional, and, and, emotional survival. I like how you, sorry, I, I, I like how you specified what type of survival we're talking about, because there is obviously base, basic needs and survival. And that's not, not what I'm referring to. So
0: for sure. I mean, survival can mean a lot of things, but I, 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 yeah, yes. I, 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 and I, I, totally hear what you're talking about here. And and so, and when we're talking about this, um, I would say maybe this era of your life where, where you were maybe I would say over prioritizing finding companionship to Mm -hmm. satisfy that need for emotional survival. Can I, can I ask you to talk a little bit or, or, or does it make sense to ask about like, what was the journey like uh, what was the journey like to get to, to get to where you are now? Because it sounds like now you're mm-hmm. coming at it from a very, I would argue healthy perspective where you're not getting into things <clears throat> to just satisfy that need for emotional survival. It seems like you've got your emotional survival on your own solo. I, I know you're dating right. and if we want, we can get into that as well, yeah. but like, it doesn't seem like you are in a committed thing in a relationship, Correct. uh, for that need, and so can can I ask, like, what was the transition like? How did you realize, or how did you take the steps to get from that place where you, that 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 emotional survival need was maybe overwhelming? If it's fair to describe mm-hmm. it that way,
1: sure. So obviously, like, it did not happen overnight, but mm-hmm. what did happen pretty quickly was a sequence of events that really had me take a step back Uh and think like whoa it was just kind of like an aha moment over over the course of maybe three months of and then needing and knowing that i needed to make a change and knowing that that would take a lot of work and time and that it would be scary and hard um But there were three or four major events that happened in my life that catapulted me into this introspection slash makeover, basically. <laughs> um, <clears throat> emotional makeover, uh, in- sure, interpersonal, yeah. make- interpersonal makeover. And I had to mourn the loss of relationships in my life because of that, because it wasn't just romantic relationships that I had chosen for the wrong reasons. I had done that with friendships as well. And Mm, yeah, I, I think I'm at a place now, like when I was in it and sort of figuring that out, it was, I had the adrenaline going. And so I was like, you know, my stamina was high and I was just kind of like making moves and knowing I needed and seeing uh, like a tunnel, like I had the light at the end. I was seeing, I knew what my goal was. And so I, I, I was very motivated. Now I'm sort of, I think I'm in this place. It's like I'm mourning a little bit, mourning the loss of that person and who that, who I was. And so there's, I have this little bit of residual sort of longing and missing of, of that person. And hmm. um,
0: even though it was, it was a, 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 yes. a version of you that was getting into things that were ultimately less healthy. Yeah, no, yes. I get that.
1: And, and yes. And there's so obviously there's so many parts of me that are still there, <laughs> but of course these behavior behaviors and the pain, just like the coping mechanisms I had developed for the pain that I was feeling inside and those things had to shift. And some of those coping mechanisms, you know, weren't terrible, but they—I had to do a lot of things. I had to change a lot, and so, um, huh. and my mindset. And so, I think it's—I can almost think of that previous self as, yeah, it feels like a loss, a little bit like a loss, but it was—it's good. It was a good huh. change. I need—I'm I, very happy with where I'm at now and, and the work that I've done, I feel very proud of that. And I have to remind myself of that because I can get in my head and think and miss that part of myself and see, wow, did I do the right, like those changes, that shift, was that the right thing? Did I, am I doing the right thing now? And am, am mm-hmm. this pattern Did I had before, am I still repeating this pattern? And I, yes, you have to watch yourself in these patterns that we can repeat. So, um, but going through it your your question your question was like what did that feel like what was that like and it was in, it was invigorating i felt like i was running a race but now i'm uh-huh. kind of not that i'm at the finish line i'm just sort of now i have to embark on a new race it's like a uh-huh. new a new mountain and so i'm kind of saying goodbye to that mountain and saying like and now i'm like find, trying to find my partner trying to build my you know, I have a community, but, you know, trying to solidify that community now.
0: So if I'm hearing you right, like there was, there was something that happened that kind of um, catalyzed that shift. But Mm -hmm. once that, once that happened, you sort of felt like, okay, it's time to make this change. You felt sort of empowered. You felt kind of invigorated to shift away from I don't want to say habit, but shift away from that 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 tendency or that um, pull to find again emotional survival in yes. a relationship, and you shift it yes. into kind of the phase that you're traveling now.
1: Yes, I
0: love and that. It, I think that yeah.
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Sir. It takes a lot of courage, and and I think um I I think a lot of folks um. I don't know. I, I I think I've had a few things in life where it's like. I mean, I think everybody does, right? Like something happens, and it's like, oh, there's this cataclysm. My circumstances have changed. Sometimes it's really big and dramatic. Sometimes it's a little smaller and more gradual. But like something happens <clears throat> externally, and it's like it makes it clear that like, okay, I've got to change something. But I think mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, th- I think that capacity to. Well, I mean, let, let me put it this way: when I'm dating somebody, when I'm meeting somebody, I find that I. And at first, I wasn't I don't think I was even doing it consciously, but I find that I like listen for whether or not that person has ever been through something like a big change, whether or not they've been through mm-hmm. some big event that like caused them to have to reassess and have to shift gears because life yeah. throws you curveballs, you know, it's going to happen sooner or later. Um, and and I find myself much more able to trust and connect with somebody who I know has been through like a little bit of shit basically, you know? Um, Yeah. And so, which is to say that I I admire that. I think, I think it's a good thing to, to have the courage to make that change. Cause a lot of folks, I mean, I don't know not to look down on anybody, but like sometimes you're just not in the right situation or you don't have the support or you don't have something and you just kind of stay in that old pattern. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of, I think a lot of folks stay in the same pattern for their whole lives. Um, Yes. So anyway, I think it's great. I, and to to zoom out a little bit, I I think it's exciting that like, I think more and more people are doing that. I think more and more men and women are finding opportunities to work on themselves to make themselves better, um, better partners, better people, better members of community, um, which I think to be an optimist, like means that now more than ever you have a better chance of finding somebody who has done that work and who is able to do that work and is willing to do that work. And that I think is a really core, core building block of mm-hmm. an awesome, healthy, long lasting partnership yes. as unnatural as monogamy might be. If that's something you're shooting for, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that, that's a whole rabbit hole. Um, yes. but yeah, anyway, anyway, I just wanted to kind of comment on that and thank you for sharing. I think that's, um, of course, I think that's super cool. Um, okay. Was there anything else about the sort of the deep, heavy, uh, lizard brain survival stuff that you wanted to, that I missed or that I should have asked that I didn't?
1: Let me see. Well, um, I'm just looking at our notes here.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause I also want to hear about the lighter stuff. I want to hear about your bumble date and, uh, the stories, okay. the other <laughs> cool stories you have.
1: Yeah, we can jump into that. Um, okay. Yeah.
0: Um. So, okay. Yeah. Th- th- there's three great things you have here. Um. There's there's the Bumble date, which is I think tonight. You said.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Exciting. Um. There's a, a gentleman who we're going to call Joe because we're not going to use real names. And there's yep. the time you dated the guy on The Bachelor. So, which one of those do you want to talk <laughs> about?
1: Okay. Um. Well, I could talk about all of them. I can be you know be concise. But yeah, that's okay. That's, which uh, one should we don't have start time with? Limit.
0: Let's just start from the start. Tell me about your bumble date tonight. Why why is that? Why is that exciting? Are we excited for it? Tell me everything.
1: Well, yes, I thought it. Okay. So I just thought it was interesting when I was thinking about our conversation in in advance of this, of our recording. And I thought it was interesting, like, oh my gosh, I actually have a bumble date tonight. So I'm literally living, (laughs) living what we're talking about in terms of, I know we haven't delved really deep into the the uh online dating or the apps necessarily but right Right. now that's kind of the only way i'm really meeting prospects um and i i I work at yeah and i work i work at the real real and um i so i work in luxury resale as alongside my uh vintage jewelry company that i have and so and i'm technically in a sales role and i think of this online dating Bumbling hinge whatever apps as very much like the sales funnel. So you got to fill the funnel, and uh-huh. <laughs> you yep. you know you'll see which 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 leads you can convert, <laughs> and then and then hopefully you'll just close one deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and so I uh, yeah I have a bumble date tonight. It's date number two, and um, I met him. Actually, I was in Arizona visiting my parents and his parents also were in Arizona and he was visiting them. And so we matched on Bumble there. And I actually didn't know this, but you can um, on Bumble, I guess you can, and I don't know if I could do it, but he was able to do it. He could write me something in advance. So when I was swiping, it popped up and said like, Hey, what brought you to uh-huh. Arizona from San Francisco. And so uh-huh. it popped up. And usually you just see a profile, but it like this message popped up before we even matched. So I thought that uh-huh. was interesting. And then I, and then I, I thought he was cute and he was from San Francisco and he looked like, you know, he was interested in what I was interested in. It looked, said, I'm looking for a relationship. So we had a first date. And honestly, first dates are freaking awkward.
0: <laughs> yeah. sure they are. Oh my gosh. They're so just are.
1: like so, so awkward. So it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think I think that's very much Hollywood and what we think it should be or whatever, but it was very nice and I enjoyed totally. getting to know him. I found myself smiling a lot as he was talking and so I was like, okay, and that was natural like I wasn't forcing the smile. So, um, yeah, but that's then he, he's yeah, he's been out of town so I haven't seen him for about 3 weeks. So, um, we shall see. Yes,
0: I love it. I love it. I love yeah. It. Does so? Can I can I ask questions? Can I can I pry? Yes, a bit?
1: please. Sure.
0: Does um, so it uh, so while we were t- we were talking in the previous episode uh, t- fifteen minutes ago about um, like while you're swiping and what you're looking for, um, and you are kind of mm-hmm. talking about sort of what you find attractive. Did you, when you were looking at this guy, when you saw his profile, did he kind of check those boxes? Was he, did he have those things that you know that you're looking for? Yeah.
1: The face. Yeah. The face. That was like number one. I couldn't see, I don't think I could see his his hands (laughs) in any of the photos, (laughs) but I don't really, I don't really look at hands in photos, but I do, I am like eventually attracted. I'm like, Ooh, you have nice like masculine hands. I don't know. I like that. Um, Sure. Yeah uh so yes the face definitely um and then i think he he's definitely like more muscle no one can see (laughs) see (laughs) he's more like chiseled and sort of ripped i guess than than Uh i was saying uh i prefer than i prefer Uh uh so which is kind of funny i'm like actually can you eat more cheese (laughs)
0: <laughs> and go
1: go to, and and go to the gym less and, and lift lo- lighter weight. No, but yeah. he, yes, he definitely checked the attraction box in terms of Good. photographs. But you know and and then and then also obviously that's and it's not like attraction weighs more than these other things. It's just one yeah. of the things. So yeah. Other very very important thing is family and so I, you know, we talked about family and how important it is to him. And, um, I could tell from his, his, his profile, as well as the fact that he was visiting his family, I was visiting my family. So similarities in that way. Um, yeah.
0: I like that. I love that. It's, it's so hard, right? (laughs) Like it's, it's, I feel like a lot of people, and I mean, I've been doing this for way too long and I've got a freaking podcast about it, but like when I'm on the apps and I'm swiping, I do think a lot of the times it just comes down to a gut feel thing. Like I don't have like a check
1: mm-hmm.
0: bo- a bunch of check boxes that I need to check on, on a profile. I just kind of look at somebody. I, I do like the thing I do is like, I think, okay, if I've had a glass of champagne and I'm at a close friend's wedding <laughs> and, and this person in this, in this bumble profile starts flirting with me, do I flirt back? Right. And if I, if I think I can get to a yes, on like, yeah, if this person was flirting with me, I would flirt back. Then I start looking and figure out, what am I going to write? I'm like send that first little message, whatever that kind of thing. Um, I'm surprised yeah. to hear you've never received like an opening message before in Bumble because that, that's a thing you can do. It's like it's supposed to make you like stand out, you know. You haven't ever yeah, gotten one think, of those before.
1: I don't think so. I, mean, I don't know if I use Bumble that much. I, I think that's I fair. use Hinge more. I don't think oh, I fair. use Bumble as as much. So maybe that's why.
0: Maybe that's totally fair. Or um,
1: or maybe people don't think I'm that. God, they did not like me.
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I respectfully disagree.
1: Honestly, <laughs> well, you haven't I've absolutely one of seen
0: your profile, Danielle. I've absolutely seen your profile.
1: Oh, okay. On on Bumble?
0: Of course I have. It was in San Francisco oh. there's like five hundred women and ten thousand men. I've seen every woman's <laughs> profile in San Francisco. Um okay. <laughs> we can we can we can dig into like the the, the nitty-gritty of dating apps maybe on the next episode if if you're game for yeah. that that could be interesting
1: absolutely um yes
0: but this sounds really exciting i love this for you it sounds like Thanks. i don't know you've got a twinkle in your eye when you're talking about this guy so i'd love that for you you deserve you deserve a wonderful second date um thank you <laughs> yeah um yeah. and yeah i love that it was like uh it, it felt like he was visiting his family and family is important to you and you were visiting your family and in a way i think you know, sometimes it just feels nice when it feels like the universe is kind of winking at you a little bit, like you're both in Arizona at the same time doing the same thing. It's yes. like, I feel like sometimes it's nice to feel a little bit of serendipity or or, or yes. coincidence. You know, it somehow makes it feel a little sparkly and it helps it stand out yes. from, you know what I mean? Yes. Because it's hard. It's, it's hard to choose. Um, and it, that's the hard part of the apps, right? It feels like we have so, 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 so many options. And it's just like, how do I choose?
1: And when you have so many options, you have none.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. like, well,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a whole conversation. The, the whole dating app thing, how many <laughs> options you have, that whole thing, San Francisco yes. versus LA, that's a whole, se- that's a whole other episode. Let's put a big old pin in that. Cause I would love to talk to you. About
1: I would, I will absolutely talk to you about that. That'd be great.
0: Okay, 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 okay. So really yeah. quickly, uh, two more things to wrap up because I do want to hear about both of these. Um, yes. And and this okay, so let, let's talk about quote unquote Joe, not his real name. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I'm guessing this is going to get back to some things we were talking about previously. But tell me, tell me about Joe.
1: Okay, so Joe, uh, I saw some red flags. I know I mentioned this in my notes. I saw some red flags, but and I'm using and this is years red flag. ago. Yeah. No, this is a couple of months ago. Okay. Um, and I use red flags just because that's, I think people understand what that means. I don't necessarily believe in red flags or whatever. I just, there were certain behaviors that I, that I was like, hmm I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I was, you know, being very open minded and trying, you know, nobody's perfect. And I'm sure there's things he's thinking that about me that he's wondering about so but I can some of those things I think well I think they impacted how it ended up happening oh Misty Lou's crying she probably has to go to the bathroom but it's okay um it's okay so so I we went on Probably about like eight dates, so we started to see each other regularly. We well, no, probably more than eight because we were doing a lot of FaceTimes, which was nice. He lives about an hour away from where I live, so we were FaceTiming a lot. And um, he's a psychiatrist, and so I thought that was really intriguing. Um, I know there's a difference, like, not he's not a marriage and family therapist, but he still is obviously interested in psychology. And I thought that, you know, I'd never dated anyone who was in the psychology field. Um, and he made me laugh and I was physically attracted to him. And um, yeah, there were, you know, a lot of things going for him. And um, the first time that we were physical, he kind of, I felt like he kind of pressured me I wasn't really, and he was just sort of, and so I, I, um, I'm totally capable of saying like, I'm not feeling comfortable about this or whatever, but I, I felt pressured and I couldn't, I don't know. I don't know if I did what I, anyway. So that was one thing. Didn't feel great.
0: Not great vibes. Didn't
1: feel great. Like it didn't feel like he was interested in what made me feel good. Like we couldn't have a conversation. And then that sort of came up again where I wasn't feeling like connected. And so I didn't really want to be physical. And then he kind of pouted. He was like, he was upset that I didn't want to. And so then I wanted to have a conversation about that. And so anyway, there were some other things, but ultimately we kind of ghosted each other after he had invited me to Europe with him Wow! this month. Like he invited me to come to Europe with him. And then within two weeks, we like stopped talking. And I would say I'm very much about like, it takes two to tango. I, in my past, I would probably point fingers a little bit more, but I literally am like, I want to be very, very cognizant of my part. And so I learned some things. But what was interesting to me was that he canceled on me twice and how it ended. He canceled on me two times in a row. The first time he, there was an extenuating circumstance. I understood why it was unfortunate and I was driving on the way to see him and he canceled. And so that was a little bit like, uh, oh,
0: that kind of sucks.
1: Yeah. And then the second time, which was literally the next time we were supposed to see each other. He got injured and so it was the same thing, but I did offer to go up there again. I mean, and then he just wanted to FaceTime. I knew something was going on with him. He was pushing me away. He was definitely pushing me away, which was interesting because he had asked me in a FaceTime conversation, maybe a couple weeks before, you know, or maybe it was actually it was in person. He had asked me, When you're in a partnership, when you're dating someone, you're with someone, and something happens in your life, do you pull away? or do you come closer and kind of want camaraderie and partnership in those moments? And I say, I come closer. Like, I definitely want to come closer. I don't isolate. Like I don't. And I think he, and I asked him if he did the same and I swear to you, he, he said, no, he's like, no, I like to come closer. And he did exactly what he said he wouldn't do. He pulled, he pulled away and pushed me away. It was so interesting. I'm like, you literally just said that you didn't do this. And you were happy that I didn't do it. And then you actually just did it. And then you did it to me. It, it, it kind of blew my mind, especially because he's a psychiatrist. I thought, wow, he I feel like he would be a little bit more in tune. So the last thing we said to each other was he texted me a photo of me he had taken that was of me next to a butterfly wings like one of those things you Instagram moment where you take a photo and there's butterfly wings behind so he texted me we hadn't spoken for like two days and he texted me and said um you make the perfect butterfly and I was like oh that's sweet that's why I said oh thank you nothing ever again I never reached out to him he never reached out to me in my mind it felt like okay balls in your court you'd canceled on me twice I offered to come up there you said no I'm not gonna push anymore I also it was funny because I was listening to one of your episodes about masculinity and and what people are you know expecting, and I do want to be pursued, but you guys were talking in, in another episode about how men come sometimes want to be pursued too, and I thought and I've actually struggled with that too because I think I do want to show interest, but I don't always know how that'll be re, uh, received, and I also don't want to be the only one pursuing, but I am totally once I'm in it with someone totally happy to have that conversation, and I would feel really good about mutually pursuing but in this situation, I was like, I feel like I've pursued enough and it's earlier in the in the beginning and I would prefer, I would like a little bit more. Yeah. So yeah, I do say like we both ghosted each other because I'm trying to be more understanding and like, okay, I also didn't reach out more. I'm, so I didn't reach out at the end or I, I could call. So anyway, but I really do kind of think he ghosted me. But I'm trying to say we mutually did it because I, but the little girl in me, like the child in me, it's like, no, he ghosted you and that was bullshit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, you always (laughs) want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. And I know you're a very kind and gracious person, but like, yeah, it Uh, sounds like it doesn't sound like this person was really able to kind of bring his best self to your connection.
1: True. But here's, this is something I did the other night. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm kind of kind of en- kind of embarrassed, but not really. And I'm just going to say it because I have a ch- I have a challenge with myself. I I second guess myself a lot, and I'm working on that. And I also judge myself a lot. And I think in turn that makes me judge others when I don't. When the core of me doesn't judge, like I, I know the core of me is is good and has goodness, and I I don't want to judge. And so like I know I don't want to judge, but I think if I judge myself, that's going to bleed into others. And I don't, I have this very strong aversion. I don't want to pass judgment. I want exactly give everyone the benefit of the doubt. So anyway, I'm trying really hard to just love myself and say, this is who I am. And we all make mistakes. And so when you had said earlier, how you were like, if you want me to take anything out, I will. I don't want you to take anything out because it's part of this exercise of me being just really honest and challenging myself. So Nope, not passing judgment on myself, not passing judgment on others. A Couple nights ago, I was reflecting on ghosting and how that can impact your confidence in dating, and and everything from having one date and the other person just not saying anything, not there's never uh-huh. a conversation like, hey, you know, I enjoyed meeting you, but I don't think we're a fit. That uh-huh. I think can be ghosting to more of an extreme of like. We actually went on multiple dates, and we were—I was invited to Europe, and then there was ghosting. Um So I was thinking about that, and then I just got angry. I was huh. like, "That person, that that behavior, is impacting me, and I'm sad about it, and I'm mad." So I sent yeah, him, that's I sent real. Him a tex- I, I sent him a text, and I blocked him.
0: <laughs> what did you say?
1: <laughs> okay, now I'm gonna say. And the reason I did that was, one second, let's see if I can find it. The reason I did that was because I know I have a tendency to really get down on myself. And if, and if I allowed him to respond to me, I would be, just feel so ashamed and shameful and sad. And I knew I just, I felt like I had to stand up for myself. Uh-huh. I felt like I had to stand up for myself.
0: After he sent what, you the butterfly text and then nothing else.
1: Right. And after he just, and after I felt pressured to be physical when I told him I'm not comfortable being totally. physical because I have abandonment issues, I was very vulnerable and open. And I said, I don't. And then he did that. Like it just felt like, gosh, you really disrespected me knowing that this was a trigger for me and knowing that it's something I'm working hmm. on. I'm aware I can make my own choices. I'm not blaming him. I, that was my choice. I understand that. But, but when you receive information from someone that you're dating, I would hope you would listen and act accordingly. And I felt like that was irresponsible. Um, I, I got to so tell you. Said... The,
0: the, oh, sorry. Go on.
1: No, go ahead. I've been talking a lot. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say for me as your friend, me hearing that, the any kind of pressure on physical intimacy, and this might just be me, is a huge red flag for me. I, yeah. I, I get very protective of my lady friends when I hear stories about guys- yeah. You know, because I you know, I, I, I don't know this guy, but I would I would venture to guess that he weighs more than you, that he's a bigger person than you. And like that yes, I think that dynamic is almost always there between men and women. And I think I do not I d I I don't I don't wanna beat up men too much, but I think in general, well you know, I, I, I do think men, I, I think men, we overload physical intimacy. I think like it's mm-hmm. maybe a little tougher for us and it's tough for everybody now, but I think it's tougher for men now to sort of feel community and to feel intimacy with like friends, with like guy friends or mm-hmm. friend friends. Yeah. Uh, and so we tend to overload romantic intimacy. And I think we tend to seek romantic intimacy through making out physical intimacy because that's like the way that a lot of men feel like it's okay to ask for intimacy you know mm, um, interesting all that not, which is but 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 which is not at all to excuse uh you know like i, I want to like acknowledge that i think that it's a drive that a lot of men feel i want to i want to acknowledge that and oh, at the yes. same time it's absolutely not okay because that drive is so strong to pressure somebody else into into expressing intimacy when they're not when they're not really, when they're not willing, when they're not really expressing that intimacy, when they're just yielding, right. you know what I mean. And and, well, and there's a whole.
1: When, Go ahead. What
0: I was gonna say, there's a whole whole thing about like um, feeling pursued and like c- consent and and you know to get into there's a rabbit hole about like uh, um, being f- um, feeling dominant, feeling submissive, totally consensual, awesome stuff. There's a whole other rabbit hole going that way, but like especially when it's early days. And it's something where you you want physical connection and another person like isn't meeting you there, you're you're not getting that enthusiastic yes. I I mm-hmm. for me that's a really big flag. I have very low tolerance for dudes who are like yeah. still pushing when it's not that enthusiastic, right. yes, you know.
1: Well, and I can understand how that can be detrimental to someone's ego. Like I've been in relationships sure. where I have felt unwanted physically. I think it's different, though, when you are communicating the reason. And so I felt very confident in my communication. Like I've worked really hard on communicating. I still have a lot to work on, but I was pretty clear in why I was feeling that way and hesitating. And it had nothing to do with my attractiveness to this person. It had everything to do with my own experience and my own life. And and my comfort level, and so I felt like I made that very clear, and so I think that was what was the problem, um and then sort of feeling shamed. Like at one, I think one time he said to me, "Like, are we going to do this every time?" Like it was, it was like, Ew. "Is this going to happen every time?" Yeah, I mean, he just I don't love that Danielle. His eye. I know. Well, but, uh, yes, it was. It was not cool, but you know, again, I was, and then I, you know, I. I had a a conversation with him. What does that mean? Like, let's talk about it. So I was trying to really understand and not write someone off. So, however, when he ghosted me or we Uh ghosted each other, I didn't feel, we ghosted each other. We both did not Uh pursue it anymore. Uh I, the reason I didn't was because of these other things. And so, you know, it was kind of like, okay, and this, this is, I think, another example of how we aren't aligning in terms of what we're looking for in a relationship um and i'm debating whether or not to read you the text i said
0: (laughs) i am deeply (laughs) deeply curious if you don't want to i am not going to pressure you okay
1: i'm going to say it and i'm going to say it and i'm going to caveat it like this is an exercise and a challenge for myself to just show myself those those little parts of you that no one else sees that I'm going to show it because I'm sure there are other people who have been there so I'm doing this in service of humanity okay
0: (laughs) in service of humanity I appreciate that this is what I said
1: (laughs) this is what I said I said please don't treat other women the way you treated me you are a psychiatrist Hmm. and should know better than to ghost women it is hurtful and disrespectful especially after sleeping with them be well
0: (laughs) oh you could have said wish you all the best no I'm kidding I know I think that's good (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no oh and then i, I think it's wait one more thing i said i sent yeah. a link i sent a psychology today article that talks about the emotional um mm-hmm. how emotionally uh damaging ghosting is i sent an article <laughs>
0: <laughs> you linked him to the article i listen <laughs> i think i i think uh as your friend i'm proud that you stood up for yourself <laughs> and i and i hope that felt good and because he goes he feels terrible it, it just well, feels like
1: it, it just felt like gosh is he like no one's ever gonna say to him hey that was wrong and i do think that was wrong
0: yeah,
1: like, yeah. And, just, and you know it, hey
0: we don't know his inner life and his circumstances and who we knows have what no is there. idea but right. he should. I think it is fair to send him the signal. Hey, heads up! You hurt somebody. You know, he's a he's a yes. he's a big boy. He can handle it.
1: Yes, and 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 I honestly, I would like to have that. I would like someone to communicate that to me. Maybe sure. not necessarily that that way. I don't. I don't necessarily feel like that was the perfect way to do it. But if I had hurt someone, and they reached out to me and. And, and express that, I would appreciate it because it would make me think, "Hey, I don't, I don't really want to do that again," or it would make me just at least reflect on myself and how my actions impact others. I think that's so important because I, we don't communicate that to each other, and part of the reason we don't do that is because it's not a lot of times not well received. So, yeah. the fact that someone would have the courage to share that with me. Um I had someone do that recently where they felt like I bailed on them. Hmm. But his his comment was more it was laced with it was laced and this is from a dating app and it was laced with shame. It was more like you're bad. Um which I kind of did to him, I guess. <laughs> No, it was a little. I had never met this person. I had never met this person. This person I met. This is like in the dating, in the
0: Hinge chat or whatever.
1: Yes, yes. So it was basically like, never contact me again. You're awful. (laughs) So I felt like that was a little different. But he did communicate something to me, which was, hey, I would like you to to be more responsive. He said, you know, you shouldn't be on dating apps, and I was like, huh, okay, I'm actually going to think about that. So I was open to receiving the feedback it did it did hit me and i wasn't like well this person's crazy it was more like huh let me think about that and actually yeah at that time that person might have been correct i was a little bit distant and i wasn't you know so anyway
0: well okay there's so i'm putting a dollar in the jar there's so much (laughs) to unpack there um and and uh if you would love if you would like to come back danielle for uh, uh i guess it would be episode three um, I would yeah. love to chat with you more about this because I really, I would be interested to get into the rabbit hole of like dating apps and how they work, because I think a piece of the first thing that pops out to me here with these, with these interactions, especially with this, this brief story that you're telling me about the, the guy who was a little, a little, I would argue maybe a little harsh, uh, inside hinge, but like yes. the question of like, how, how do you give each person the, the, their due attention? in an app that Mm. is engineered to put a thousand people in front of you, you know, like that's a real challenge. And I think how we navigate that, I think it's different for men and for women. I would be, I would, Mm -hmm. if you'd be willing, I'd be very interested to get into the nitty gritty about it. I think a lot of people would be curious to know what it's like for a woman like you on a dating app. Um, I would venture to say that it's a a little different for you and for me, but we can talk about that. Um, Yes. And also I want to hear the story about the time you dated the guy on the bachelor, but yes, can we put a pin in that? Can we save that for the next Absolutely. time we do this?
1: Absolutely. And Scott, thank you so much for just creating this safe space. I mean, I'm probably after this oh. going to think to myself, gosh, I shouldn't have shared what I sent in that text, but you know what? I feel really safe. And if I was going to share it with anyone on any platform, I would share it with you. So
0: thank you. Well, me and my, I think it's like 50 followers or whatever, there are a safe space. And I, I, am I'm, there's a there's a contingent of people in Seattle of all places who like this show who like follow this show I'm not sure I I don't know anybody in Seattle but I I trust they're awesome people and find my 20 followers
1: yes
0: (laughs) I don't think I'm ready for that
1: a meet and greet a meet and greet well I'm ready
0: right well (laughs) shout out to the lovely people of Seattle anyway I I I, I, thank you for the courage thank you for having this conversation um I think um I do think, I think men in general have a hard time having these conversations and from, from hearing you talk about it, I think sometimes maybe, I mean, I, of course I don't have that experience, but maybe women do too. Sometimes yeah. maybe we can all be a little Absolutely. better about supporting each other through this weirdness that is modern dating. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Thank you so, so much Thanks. for taking the time. Apologies for the technical hiccup there.
1: No um, problem.
0: And yeah, I would love to have you back work. on again for, for, for more. So stay tuned for Let's that. Let's
1: do it. Okay. Thanks, um,
0: Scott. Thank you, Danielle. And everybody uh, mm-hmm. who's listening, thank you for listening. Hopefully we'll bring you some more soon. Have a lovely day. Bye. Thanks.